Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. At age 98, filmmaker Arnon Goldfinger's grandmother passed away, leaving behind an apartment full of photos and letters and files and objects. Uh, she had lived in this Tel Aviv flat since the 1930s after leaving Germany. Goldfinger begins to uncover clues that seem to point to a greater mystery, and soon a complicated family history unfolds before his camera. What... What starts to take shape reflects nothing less than a troubled and taboo story of three generations of Germans, both Jewish and non-Jewish. We're joined today by the director of the documentary, The Flat. The Flat will be opening this week uh, here in uh, the South Coast Village in Costa Mesa. It's also opening at the Lemley Town Center in Sino and also the Playhouse uh, Lemley's Playhouse in Pasadena. It's an honor to welcome to the program the director of the flat, Arnon Goldfinger. Arnon, welcome to Film School. Hi, hi. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, you're, yeah. you're my ple- my pleasure, um, and thank you for being here. the uh, The film um, has um, it's really a, quite a remarkable journey for you and uh, for your entire family. Tell me a little bit about why you decided to film yourself and other members of your family going through your grandmother's apartment what was it what was the impetus for you to start doing this at all so you know as you just described so you know so nice and correct uh, my grandfather passed away mm-hmm. and you know i got this call from my mother uh, you know we should come come and gather together in the flat and decide what to do with it so I, I had this, you know, I must tell just an urge to take my camera and document what's going on. As I explained in the beginning of the film, uh, you know, I knew this flat through all my life because my grandmother, she lived for 70 years in the same flat in the center of Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. And I dis- as i describing it in the beginning of the film, it was like, you know, she lived in Tel Aviv, but when you enter her flat, you really entered Berlin because the flat was completely from another place, from her heimat, from her motherland. Mm-hmm. And um, so I knew this world by heart, but you know, only as uh, you know the grandchild that coming to visit his uh, grandmother. And I felt this is a world that's going to be just vanished. And I just, you know, had this urge to take my camera and document it. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the beginning, I didn't even think to make a film out of it. Um, and then, you know, a bit by bit, I understand there is a film here. Of course, it's not the film that happened in the end. But I had this idea. Well, I, I will tell you how did I get to, to do it. Because I made a, a, a documentary feature before. Mm-hmm. It's called The Comediant. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear the whole uh, you know, evolution of how? Yes, no, I do. I did it. Yes. Yeah. Because sure. because so, you you, uh, you, you and, uh, okay. it was a very successful film. It mm-hmm. was also released in the states in two thousand two, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like the first time I made 
this kind of, uh, um, let's say, variation of filmmaking, which is the documentary from one side, but it's, it, it tells a story. And it's kind of a mixture I found that it's something that I found more convenient for me. Mm-hmm. It has this research, documentary, you deal with real people, with real stories, but also you have this feeling of telling a story. And while making this film, and it was suddenly very successful, it was really the first time I made such a successful thing, you know, and I worked on it for four years, and after that I distributed, like, you know, you're going with this, those documentary films around the world. Mm-hmm. So I, I found myself, like, another two years running with this film, and I, you know, so the most natural thing was, like, okay, now do another film. Mm-hmm. But this natural step didn't happen, because I felt I, I need to be very careful of what I'm going to do. You know, because if I, I'm going to invest another four years in another project, you need to be very careful. What is your project? <laughs> and to be honest, I didn't make nothing because everybody, you know, not everybody, but when you're making a, a good documentary, people, you know, coming to you and tell, you know, we have a good story. Please listen to it. And maybe it's a good story for you to make your next film. And I heard, you know, really dozens of unbelievable stories, but each one of them, I I told myself, you know, I'm not going to invest another four years in that. And it was kind of, you know, rejecting. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. You know, I just didn't make a film. So when I enter my grandmother a flat, I suddenly thought, you know, maybe this is the way to get out of it and just make a very short film just in the flat, just in a few days of, uh, of shooting. And that's it. Mm-hmm. and make something, you know, just be on track again. Mm-hmm. Not those big films, not, not, you know, in the end. I, I think it's a real lesson of how the mind is working, because if I thought in the beginning, if I was thinking at the beginning that I'm going to enter another project for five years, I think I w- would never do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I hear this quite often from filmmakers, that, that, uh, that and people don't appreciate uh, the fact that it is... It's it's ninety to one hundred and twenty minutes of, on of your of a viewer's life, but it's often as you just described, four, five, six years, uh, with narrative or documentary. It is you are immersed in this, and 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 so, it's yeah. You have to be very careful. I'm sure you've heard a lot of great stories in your travels after you did the comedian, and that that would have were compelling in their own right, but. So it, you 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 this is you only have so much time on this earth and you and you have to be judicious with that time and did did you so did you have any I mean you uh, in the film you t- you talked about how you would go to your you spend time with your grandmother you'd go to her um to her apartment uh, spend time talking to her about things but re- how often did you ever talk to her about her past or even about your grandfather's past did you how often did it come up well, as, as I say in the film, yeah. not so often. I mean, I think one of the fi- things that I discovered in, while making the film is practically how many questions I didn't ask. Yeah. And I was amazed to discover it. I mean, I went to visit her. We were talking. We were, you know, we, were, we had our time together. 
And so many, and as I said in the beginning of the film, the real significant things, or the, you know, I cannot recall the exact narration, but mm-hmm. that was the feeling when I start to film because, you know, there's another thing very interesting when you, when you have, you know, when your eyes are looking at the same flat through the camera, something different happened, and uh, you know, something different happening. Your perspective is being changed, and. Uh, I suddenly realized so many things we didn't speak about, we didn't talk about. So, Did you have a sense, did you have that sense that you shouldn't go there, uh, or was it just that it was just the natural part of your conversation that you talked about what was going on in your lives at that point? Did, looking back, did you feel like there were, there were parameters, fences around parts of her life, or was it, or, or not? Well, I think that during the whole of my life, I had kind of, uh, you know, you know, this flat. Uh, I describe it as the unconscious place or unconscious uh, level. Something, you know, over there in the third floor, there is a mystery over there. Mm-hmm. There is something that, in, in contact with the history of a family, of my family, and uh, you know, my grandparents, they were very. A dominant persons, so you could feel them and you could understand things, even though you didn't ask. They were very, you know, they were very. Uh, my mother was under the influence and through her hours, so it was not really the thing that it was, you know, a, a complete tabula rasa. I mean, mm-hmm. I was through my life. I was uh, the flat attracted me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be there because I smelled, you know. A smell from a distant place, from historic place, from you know all the place was full with books, with culture, with but also with mystery, with darkness. You know, uh, for example, there is uh, this issue in the film with uh, you know when I open the shutter of the windows, you know up and down, and people ask me, uh, how did you get to this idea? Well, it's it was not a, a real special idea. I used to do it every time I I, I was visiting her because she was living a little bit in the dark. She couldn't uh, find herself, you know, good in, with the sun, with the direct light of in Israel, you know. Mm-hmm. So everything was a little bit in the dark, a little bit in the shadow, you know. So it was kind of a place uh, attracted me all my life. But, you know, the big difference was that till that moment, I was only a visitor. You know, as I, you know I, I would never dare to open the, uh, you know, a closet or mm-hmm. a drawer or, or a letter or all those awful things I start to do, you know, like an obsession, opening all our letters and, you know, all those things that are, yeah. uh, I never dreamed I would do before. Well, let, let's, uh, we've, we've, I, want, I wanted to touch on this because it, it th- this, uh, this kind of overview um, from your perspective, because it, in, it is, uh, I think it's a universal thing. Um, I know I felt that about my grandparents and my great grandparents as well. I think there's something about it. It's a generational thing. By the way, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Arnon uh, Goldfinger. He's the director of the documentary The Flat. It uh, is opening uh, here in in Orange County uh, today at the South Coast Village. Also opening up at the uh, Lemley Encino, um, uh, as well as the Lemley Playhouse in Pasadena. Um, but it, it is something that I know n- virtually nothing about my great-grandparents 
or my grandparents, and even to the extent I know very little about my own parents' history. And um, it seems to be, I don't know what I would find, but I don't know. I just don't know what I don't know, I guess is a, one way to put it. Uh, so yeah. this, and, and so for people going to watch this film, I think that ap- apart from this remarkable story, it's something that uh, most of us can understand and relate to. We, we don't. And I don't know exactly why we don't, but uh, now let's get, let's start to describe. I think we need to let our listeners know the, the broad outlines of this story. Um, and, 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 and let's start with your, your grandmother, Hannah Tushler. Am I saying, I'm going to say correctly, Tushler? My grandmother, she's good. Hannah is my mother. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, that's what I meant. I'm, yeah. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Gerda. And then your mother, Hannah Tell me a little bit about the story. Let's get to the broad outlines of it. Okay. So I I, I can, you know, move one step step ahead and say that, you know, we enter the flat and we start just, you know, uh, cleaning it out. And, of course, we found all those things you never imagined that your grandmother had, all those thousands of gloves and... And uh, you know the books, that, all the German books, and that. And then suddenly, we found something unbelievable in her flat. And this is a newspaper, an old newspaper from the 30s, with a swastika on it, and some documents with swastika and Star of David. And you know, yeah, what, what going on here? So <laughs> this is really the first turning point in the film because. You know, it's the first time that something really, really, you know, you, you, you want, uh, you know, you want, you don't want to find those things in your grandparents' flat. Let's say, yeah. say it very directly. You know, it's really irritating, and so it's from at the first minute, I I uh, really try to understand what this is all about, and I found I found out a, a very you know, quite unbelievable, quite unique story. And I understood that this newspaper are in contact to uh, a journey that happened in the 30s, in 1934, in which two, I mean, I mean, one Nazi and his wife and another couple from Germany are traveling, uh, uh, you know, are taking a, a trip to Palestine from mm-hmm. Germany mm-hmm. To, to the country and to write about it in this Nazi newspaper. And then I discovered during the making of the film that the other couple were my grandparents. So this is the beginning of the story. The beginning of the story is a journey, a very old journey. I mean, it's 1934. It's one year after Hitler, you know, was already there. You know, when was in on say in power. He was, you know, it's my grandfather. He was a judge. He was uh, uh, they were you know the judges, the lawyers, all of these. They were the first one to, you know, the Nazis just fired them, mm-hmm. and they're traveling together with Nazi couple. That later on I I understand he's not just an ordinary Nazi. He's mm-hmm. a, he's an SS officer and more than that. But there is a sense out of it. There is some something logical I, I discovered because this is a very surrealistic but special time in history when you can understand that there is a joined 
uh, how to say, uh, aim or, or, you know, target of both the Nazis and one, you know, the biggest uh, party, or you would say, movement in the, uh, for the Jews, which is the Zionism. Mm-hmm. So the Zionists wanted the Jews to just to come to Palestine, to immigrate to Palestine. And for the Nazis, it was wonderful, you know, just get rid of the Jews. Mm-hmm. So this was like kind of a first time I can understand what's, what happened there. And uh, maybe even as a grandchild, relaxed a bit. You know, there is a logic behind it. Mm-hmm. But this is only the beginning. Well, the, this, was sort of, <laughs> yeah, this was sort of a, conver- this was a convergence, a sort of... Uh, uh, convenience. The, the the Nazi regime was looking to expel the Jewish population from their country, and mm-hmm. the Jewish population were looking, or some were looking for uh, their own homeland, which was at the time uh, the area we uh, know as Israel, but Palestine, Israel area. So this was so. You, so on some level, there was at least some, like I said, convergence of of uh, interest. But still, mm-hmm. it must have been so striking for you, as you said, to see newspapers with the Nazi uh, emblem and the and the uh, Star David, and that must it was. It's just jarring. I I can't imagine. What were the the sense? What was your? I mean, you've described a little bit your your mother. Let's. I want to bring your mother into this discussion a little bit. Her sense when she saw it, she, because go ahead. What did she? Yeah. Think? I, I you know. So I think that the you know. Obviously, one of the first things I'm I'm doing is I'm you know going to my mother and ask her you know yeah. what do you know about it what do you think about it and she claims she doesn't know nothing mm-hmm. she never heard about it and if she is honest and my mother is very honest I mean you feel her yeah. honesty yes. or directness you know uh, she just she, she's not interesting in that I mean she's not she she said she has a, a line in the film she said what. I know enough about my grand, about my parents' past. I know enough. What I need to know, I know already. So she really didn't want to, you know, she didn't show any enthusiasm, any, any, you know, or, you know, quite the opposite, any fear that we'll find something that uh, it's, you know, maybe we don't need to find it. You know, she was yeah. kind of very... Um, uh, she was not even uh, concerned about it. I mean, she just didn't want to join me in this um, thing, and I was very surprised by that. But on the other hand, a master was not 100%. I didn't for 100% believe her, but this is what happened in the beginning. In right. the beginning, she just said, no, I'm not interesting. Well, I want to I get to more of that part of the story in, in your interaction with your mother. But I would think it's, it's incumbent to, it's important to bring in the other element to the story, which is the other couple. <laughs> and it's, and it, and this is just where the story just takes off in a, uh, the other story was, uh, I mean, the other couple, the husband was Leopold Itz von Miltenstein, and he was at the time in the early 30s, he was a member of the SS. Correct me if well, I'm... He was not just a member of the SS. Right. He was the first head of the Judenreferat. The Judenreferat was the Jewish department of the SD, yes. which was the secret um, you know, department of the SS. And he was 
the head of this department, and his job was to start and think what's to do with the Jewish people. Right. I mean, this guy, on the one hand, is thinking what's to do with the Jewish people to develop ideas how to how to solve yes. what they call later the Jewish problem, yes. you know? Yes. And on the other hand, he has those, those Jewish friends that he can, you know, go with them to theater. Later on, we found out <laughs> amazing things, you know, from the old diaries and stuff like that. And those are my grandparents. A close relationship. They were close friends. They traveled, as you, as we see in the film, they traveled to Palestine. They traveled. They, so they were socially very close relationship and both husbands and wives were very close friends and he was just a, a one slight i think uh, insight into the film and i don't want to go too much further he mm-hmm. he was the predecessor to eichmann yeah, in, in, that, in, you in, know, it's, it, it, it's, it's kind of a shock after shock, you might say, you know, all the discoveries. I say that because only because I want people to understand just, this wasn't just a, it wasn't, as you described as well, not just a passing, person passing through the, the regime. He was mm-hmm. one of the leading lights in terms of solving the Jewish problem. So uh, it's, it's. Okay, so I, I I don't want to go any further into the into, yeah, into the right, story because I think the film is, is is let's say working in few levels and in in the first level it's really developed like a detective story yes which we don't want I see in your voice and it, you're right you, you don't want to 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 you know too many spoilers because there is kind of a, now we also edited the film in the in the way I really experienced that or as close as we could so. I think that many audience, you know, many people just, uh, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a thriller. It's kind of a detective story, but it was also a thriller in in my life, in my own life. I mean, to discover all those things, and it's really developed, as I just said, like from, yeah, like from shock to shock, like from one thing that you cannot believe and to the other thing that you don't even much more believe in it. and you, and also you want to to understand what's going on or what was going on. Right. So this is the first, you know, yeah. this is kind of the plot, and and yeah. we we don't want to reveal no. too many things. No. But on the other hand, there is also, I would say, I would, yeah, I would say another thing because just yeah. you know not to be too much uh, how to say uh, abstract. Uh, I, I, there is a scene in the film. And there is another couple, you know, this is, we're yes. talking now about the couples of my grandparents and von Mildenstein and his wife, yes. which were all, of course, passed away. And, uh, you know, it was happening, uh, you know, years ago. But then I, there is a scene or there is happening that I'm, I'm calling his daughter. Right. Mil- 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 and she's Mil- entering the film. Yes. And his daughter, which is the same generation of my mother, there is a, all a lot of questions. What does she know? Yes. And so the first line, you would say, it's a detective story, it's a thriller. But on the other hand, I see it also as a, you know, detective of, uh, let's say, psychological detective, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that you're asking about the nature of people and things like denial, uh, things what you remember, what you want, as you just said few minutes ago, what do you want to know about your grandparents? What do you know, but also what do you want to know right. about your parents? So all those questions, I, I feel that there are many people that 
just saw the film, you know, they felt they could identify with it. Although the story itself is very unique, it's very, you know, extreme. Yes. But you can feel, you know, you can uh, implement it to your own family, to your own um journey in life. Right. Arnon uh, Goldfinger, uh, I would one of my remind our listeners, again, we're speaking with the director of the documentary, The Flat, uh, Arnon Gold, Goldfinger. I want to say that while your story, the circumstances of the story that's told in The Flat are certainly unique, you have touched, it by design or by happenstance, upon something that is uh, more universal in that you, your own family your own mother and w- knew virtually nothing about these this set of circumstances from your ga- grandparents lives nor did the daughter of von milstein and so you've touched on something i think as i was dis- saying at the uh, a few minutes ago we know little about uh, so little about our our own family's history and i think but you've touched on something you've illuminated you've shone, shone a light on it and I also want to compliment you, um, at not only as a filmmaker but as an interviewer. This easily could have been, and right and righteously could have been, uh, a, a very uh, passionate and ang- almost angry um, uh, story being told on your part, because on one hand we all know and we all adhere to the idea: never forget. What happened in the Holocaust? That is what we say. What we should we should be living that, and it's happening. There's versions of that happening in our world today, but and we need to be vigilant all the time for these kinds of things that can happen and have happened and are happening. But at the same time, even within our own families, we have forgotten. It's, it's just there's something very. I'll be thinking about this movie for a long time. Let me just say, it really does. This make sense to you what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, I have so much to say yeah. about it. I'll try to do it very, you know, fast. First of all, you know, at the beginning, you know, of course, I'm a filmmaker. And yeah. I, you, I, my aim is always to, to, to look at something that is very particular and try to find the universal, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, points in it or, or yeah. implementation or, you know. But what happened... Firstly, the film was released in Israel. Yes. It was a total surprise. Um, you know, the film was really, really, really a success film. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to say, but for sure the, the biggest success in many years with the documentary. And it became an event. And people, it was kind of, uh, you know... Um, First of all, it became the third most viewed Israeli film in Israel the last year. And, you know, the two other, which are uh, are very big fiction films. Mm -hmm. This is a documentary film. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason was that people sometimes even came twice to see the film Mm -hmm. because the first time they just, you know, read a good review or heard from a friend that they need to see it. But the second time, they came back with their parents or with their children if they were in the other generation. And kind of feeling that maybe this film will open a discussion they never had in their family. And I think, first of all, to be honest, it was a surprise. I I, I didn't think it would go that way. And, um, uh, And the other thing is... That I think you're, you're, you know, during the making of the film, 
my main, one of my main obstacles or my main task as an interviewer, as you said, was to try and be as less judgmental as I can be. And, you know, you're dealing here, I, make, I made a film with my mother. I mean, for a son to be judgmental, yeah. you know, to judge his mother is very natural, I think. You know, yeah. everyone. Yes. I, I have kids. I know how they talk to me. And also I know how, what they think about my mother and father. You know, it's, I think it's some kind of the regular evolution. But I, I decided this is my task, to try to give those people the, um, you know, uh, the feeling that they can express themselves, and also for me to to look at it and try to break many preconcepts and mm-hmm. stereotypes that I hold. And I think that one of the things this film is doing is really, um, how to say, uh, giving you another perspective of, on many black and white stereotypes that you, we hold in many, of course, in this very, very, very sensitive issue of Jews and Nazis and Holocaust, and which we used to think already, and we, heard, we saw so many films on, on it. And, and suddenly, you know, the film was um, first shown in Tribeca Film Festival. It was in competition, mm-hmm. and one of the juries was Michael Moore. And he told me, just after, after the closing, and he received the prize, etc., but he told me, you know, I heard, oh, no, not, I heard it about the film, I said, oh, no, not again a film, a film with Holocaust. Right. And he told me then, he saw it, and he couldn't believe that there is another new, completely fresh yeah. perspective on this, this subject. And I think what happened is that I really enter it not because I wanted to make a film on, on this subject, not at all. I didn't even want to make this film, you know. I wanted to make another film. But because I let, I, I, I think maybe I, I succeeded in being less judgmental and give those people to express themselves and also shed light on, you know, on the, those uh, relations that nobody, have, you know, like consider as taboos. Suddenly, you know, when you look at people in the film and other characters, you see that, you know, they have lots of voices in their soul, yeah. you know, it's not just one voice. No. And I think all of us are like this. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, and we just begin, really, really just begun to scratch the surface of this film. It doesn't go the way that you think it's going to go. And I, my, my point in saying, you know, you, this could have been a very, you sort of, you could have come at this from a very different point of view, a very angry, really, point of view, in that why didn't you know this and why, why did they have these relationships and all the rest of it. Your, your ability to extract and in a very uh, uh, mannered way, I'm not mannered, I don't mean it, a uh, very uh, genteel way that you were able to establish the relationships with all the different people in this film and really get from them their honest, their honest, uh, um, tr- the truth from them, on, and how they, again, engaging in the same sort of I didn't want to know. Kind of, I mean, I don't know if that's maybe that's the wrong way to put it, but they, 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 they knew what they needed to know, as your as your mother said. Um, you know, I, I hate to do this, I truly do, and we're I'm just out of time. I. Uh, uh, I could talk to you for a, for a long, long time on this. Just uh, it has been a true honor and pleasure to have you on. The film is the flat, as I said, it opens here in uh, Orange County and um, South Coast Village, also in Encino and and the Pasadena Playhouse, the Lemleys there. Um, thank you for being here. 
uh, and all the best, and I very much look forward to your future work. And uh, this uh, this is just such a wonderful document called The Flat. Um, And all the best to you and your family as well. I'm sure this has caused for them um, a lot of a lot of different emotions from this uh, from the release of this film. And I I only hope for the best for all of you. And uh, and thank you so much. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.